Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Laguna Biatch the podcast. Um, what the fuck happened to the world since my last podcast? That's all I want to know. I mean, I miss one week and it doesn't matter. It feels like I've my last episode was like last year because of all the crazy shit that has been happening. And not just in my life, but like in the whole world. I mean, I record on Sundays. I really, that's usually when I try and record. And today we were told that Nashville is going into a two-week lockdown And it doesn't mean we can't leave our house. So quarantining, it just kind of means like if you do leave your house, like don't go in a huge group. And we still have grocery stores open. We still have certain things are still open. And I just want to say one thing. If you're at a grocery store, try and thank some people because they're right on the front lines. And honestly, I think I'm going to say this and I hope this doesn't scare everybody. But I feel like it's just a matter of time until we all kind of have this and we're trying to slow the curve because we don't want the hospitals to be overwhelmed. Honestly, when I flew to Boston the other week, I was like, oh shit, this isn't real. Like, this is like government trying to control us, blah, blah, blah. Because sometimes I get into my conspiracy theories. Guess what? Very real. (laughs) Um, Sorry I talk shit about you, coronavirus. Uh, I believe you. I believe you now. But if you lost your job to this, I'm so sorry. I know a lot of people have been laid off. A lot of people in the service industry, I it's I can't imagine it's going to be hard. Hopefully we get those $1,000 a month checks or whatever that we're supposed to be getting from the government. But it's pretty wild. It's kind of like showing that a lot of jobs can be done from home. And yeah, so fuck I hope you guys are healthy and happy and it's just a lot going on I was talking to my brother about it because he's very aware of like my anxiety and all this stuff and he was like people are really nervous because their routines are changing which is so true so I have to like wake up and put jeans on just so I or any kind of pants that aren't sweatpants just so I feel like I'm doing something like going from my bed to my couch in my pajamas is not a good thing for me and I'm trying to be so self-aware of that because I do not want to get stuck in this like oh I my mental health has been struggling I'll say that right now if you follow me on Twitter you're like yeah we know bitch but so many things have happened this past month I mean the live podcast got canceled I got demoted at work which I tried I didn't talk about on the last episode of the podcast if you're a part of the Facebook group you know that and if you follow me on Twitter you know that but I it's it's embarrassing for me it wouldn't surprise me if soon they just eliminate my position and I don't know what her issue is with me but that's a whole nother day for, I mean, a whole nother subject for a whole nother day. Um, obviously, a lot of you are aware. I unfortunately had to put my cat down and I'll talk about that a little bit. It's just, it's a hard, heavy way to start a podcast, but we got to talk about it. We need this out in the open. And if you have anxiety over this, if you're stressed about this, just know that's okay. Try not to, try to like be aware of it though. Like I said, like my room right now is a wreck because um, my anxiety has been bad. And when my anxiety is bad, I do not put clothes away. I just let them kind of stay in the um, in the hamper or clothes basket, what laundry basket, whatever, and let them sit there until I need them. And I'll take them out one by one. And then there's like a pile of dirty clothes because my clean clothes are still in the laundry basket. And it's it's a real mess, but I am trying to be aware of it. And yeah, it's really uncertain times. And I'm hoping that I can put out more podcasts. That's my goal. But I am still working from home. So we'll see what happens with all that. We'll see We'll see how this goes. I'm not going to promise more podcasts, but I am going to see 
if I can maybe do at least one extra one. But I am going to talk a little bit about how I had to say goodbye to Girly. Um, it's going to be a little sad. So if you want to like skip ahead, my feelings won't be hurt. I know that not everyone listens to a podcast to like be sad and it will get better. It will, it'll perk up. I promise this is not going to be a super sad episode. It's just kind of starting off rough because uh, it's been a rough few weeks and it's okay to admit that. I was just with my family and it was really difficult because they kept telling me like, just be happy. Like just, and I'm like, I have to really like go through all my feelings right now. I can't just be happy or just focus on the good. That's not really how my brain works. First off, I want to say thank you to everyone who reached out when I posted about Girly. I tried to respond to everyone, but I was really overwhelmed in trying to deal with it. That's why I shut off messages for a few days. Sometimes I do that when I post something and I'm not ready. That even though I know that like everybody has the best intentions, I'm not ready to talk about it. But I want you to know about it because I try and be as transparent with my life as possible, if that makes sense. Get ready. I'll probably say if that makes sense a lot. I've used that word a lot (laughs) or saying a lot, I guess. So I guess two weeks ago, like it's insane. I say last week, but when this episode comes out, it's going to be two weeks, which is so crazy. Time flies and that's no joke. Um, I came home and there was just something off. I can't really explain it. She was laying on the floor. She's howling in pain. And in that moment, I knew exactly what was going to happen. I kept saying she just needed to give me a sign. She's very old. She was 19. And she that was her sign. That was her sign to me. And I was aware of it. And I kind of want to dedicate this episode to her. She was always sitting next to me, whether it was a live, whether it was a podcast. Um, she was always my little right-hand woman. And I always said she was the Laguna Beach mascot. So I just feel like um, dedicating this episode to her is right. So I got her when I was nine and we had 19, almost 20 years together. I have mentioned my mom before on this podcast and basically when she would start to spiral, when she started to drink, girl was always there to like dry my tears. And you know, I didn't have the easiest childhood. Um, And no, I know I'm not trying to make you feel bad for me, please. I just, I feel weird saying that, but I didn't have the easiest childhood, but she was always like my anchor. She always was such a constant in my life. And growing up, she was there through it all. I mean, we went from like sick days in elementary school to pulling all-nighters in college to nursing hangovers in my late 20s. And I know I'm super lucky to have had so much time with her. She was my shadow. Like I said, wherever I was, she was. Wherever she was, I was. It just kind of, you know, we have we had a really special bond. And it was always just us. It was always girl and I. And now I just need to kind of learn how to deal with things myself which is really fucking hard because I'm about to be like working from home for two weeks, if not longer, without her here. But I I do think I'll be okay. It's just an adjustment, as anything is. And a few people have like asked me when I'm going to get another cat or to get, telling me to get a cat right away. And I'm sure it's all out of kindness, but I'm not even ready to think about that. Like, I cannot imagine loving another being as much as I loved her. And, um... Yeah, so I uh, thank you guys so much for reaching out. Still waiting on her paw print. Hopefully I'm going to get that soon. I feel like I really need that and then I can kind of not close that chapter, but be a little bit more at peace with everything. I did hold her through it all. Um, When she fell asleep, when they put her to sleep, she was in my arms. And then when they stopped her heart, she was still in my arms. And like I said, it's always been girl and I. So I honestly feel like it was perfect in a way. So if you have a pet, just give them an extra hug for me, please. And thank you guys again for like so much support that you've given me. A lot of people reached out. A lot of people 
just want to make sure I'm okay. And that means the world to me. It means a lot to know how much you guys know how much you meant to me. And I always had so much fun like sharing her with you guys so you could see that she was a little sassy little tiny cat. Well, she wasn't small. She wasn't a small cat. But she was full of sass and she hated Laguna Beach and she hated lives because of how loud I was. But she she stuck it out and yeah, I want to dedicate this episode to her. So thank you guys for like letting me be my crazy cat lady self and for always being here and checking in on me. Okay, now let's get into the episode. Now that I've gotten a few of the things out there, we're going to do this. Then we're going to talk pop culture and the very Cavallari finale premiered. I mean, (laughs) happened. So... We'll talk about that as well. There are a lot of audio clips this episode, but as always, I'll give you the heads up. So I know some people don't really love the quality. I think they've gotten better. I think I've done a lot better with quality. Anyway, like always, I will give you the heads up when a audio clip is coming because I don't want your little ears to get hurt. Okay, so the episode is called Everybody Falls, which means season three is next, which means a lot more Brody, a lot of Justin Bobby, a lot more Audrina, a lot more hating on Spidey. Let's get it. But we start off with some exciting news. We find out that Whitney and Lauren will be working a Vogue event that will be aired on Good Morning America which I'm going to be calling GMA from now on because Good Morning America is quite a mouthful. But Lisa Love explains that they've collected 30 dresses worn by 30 different actresses over the years at the Oscars. And we find out that our girl Emily will be back to help and she will be modeling a dress. Once they find that out, Whitney asks to talk to Lisa one-on-one and we know that Whitney is kind of over the whole intern thing. So I'm about to play a clip of her speaking to Lisa Love about her future with Teen Vogue. As you know, I'm graduating in May. And I just wanted to know, like, what realm of this whole world I could possibly work in. I just kind of want your input. And what do you think? What are you thinking? I don't know. It would be my dream to work for you, to work for Amy. It's There is a job possibility here at Teen Vogue. Mm-hmm. And that's as a fashion contributor. So it's a great time for you to be graduating from college mm-hmm. and looking for a job. There are other interns that also have the same qualifications and will be interviewing for the same job. So Whitney's ready, Whitney. So Whitney is ready. Whitney is ready to take on the responsibilities of being more than just an intern and she wants to stay with Teen Vogue. I do think it's good that Lisa right away was like, it is very competitive, but she is, she's also encouraging her to try. Lisa seems like a good boss. Of course, it could all be put on for the show or whatever, but she does seem like she's very easy to speak to. And I'm sure she's a bad bitch too. Let's be clear. I'm sure that she is a boss and gets shit done when she needs to. But I do appreciate how she at least portrayed herself on this show. If you watch The Bold Type, she kind of reminds me of the boss on that show who, who you know, can, can lay down the law when necessary, but is also pretty supportive of the girls. Now after that, we have a fashion closet moment. And Whitney explains that Lisa told her there's an opening, but it's going to be very competitive. And Lauren says she wouldn't want to compete with Emily. And it's like, Lauren, shut the fuck up. Try and be supportive. And Whitney's just kind of like, yeah... Kind of like, what the fuck, Lauren? <laughs> like, but but Whitney's response after she goes, yeah, she's like, I just need to, 
I just need to prove myself. And then Lauren quickly says, well, let's make you look good. Whitney is finally getting her own storyline. I feel like the past few episodes, Whitney's really stepped up. Because, I mean, she was a main character in season one. She was in all the promo shots. But she never had her own storyline. Her storyline has always been asking Lauren what she's doing that weekend or how her weekend went. But I think it is deserved. I think Whitney deserves her own storyline. No, I never watched The City. I don't know how that storyline went, but I'm talking about The Hills, guys. I was kind of wondering maybe producers were prepping for the Heidi fallout. I think they kind of knew that Lauren and Heidi were no longer going to be able to really have a lot of scenes together. So they were like, we got to step up with Whitney. We got to make sure Whitney's in it to win it. The next scene, we are at Don Antonio's. And whenever we're at Don Antonio's, we know that Spidey will be there. And right away, Spencer brings up the birthday toast. He's like, it's kind of crazy how I ended up doing the, how does he talk? He's like, it's kind of crazy that I ended up doing the toast for Lauren Conrad's birthday. And it's just kind of like, yeah, it was pretty fucking weird, Spencer. And I don't know why you have to drag out all your words all the time. And Heidi was like, yeah, it was nice. And then Spencer says, you thought it was nice, but I was trying to be mean. Why is he such a douchebag all the time? Also, I'm not sure if it's the makeup or lighting, but this is the first moment I start to notice a change in Heidi's facial features. I don't, I think like her chin's a little like shaved down and her, her nose seems to be a little bit smaller. But like I said, I'm not sure if it's just her makeup in this scene or if the wheels were starting to get into motion about all her plastic surgery. But then Heidi says if they're going to really try and move in together, no more Playboy incidents and she needs to really trust him. And Spencer's response... How much I love you now compared to then is from earth to the moon. So he's just always so rude to her. And he can all, you know, they can both say that this whole thing was an act, but I don't believe that. They're not that good of actors. And then really quickly, Heidi's like, we just need to work on trust. And he's like, well, I trust you, so I don't know what your issue is. And I just feel like whenever she tries to explain herself, he's always like, well, that's your issue, not mine. I'm in this. I'm in this. You're not in this. And that kind of fucks with her head like a lot. Okay, after Don Antonio's, we go to the GMA fitting, and it's very busy. Many Polaroids are being taken. There are a lot of shoes, lots of dresses, and you can hear Lauren asking where Super Emily is, and I think that's where we came up with Super Intern Emily. I don't know if they said that the last episode that she was in. They probably did. Sometimes I can't remember stuff, but yeah, Lauren's like, where's Super Emily? But yeah, Lauren's like, where's Super Emily? And then we see Super Emily. And it seems like the three are on better terms. They all hug to greet each other. And I guess, like, I don't know. I feel like I wonder if production hated that because early 2000s were all about women hating each other. Women weren't supposed to like one another in the early 2000s. And if you were, like, a young 21-year-old woman, you're supposed to definitely hate someone that you saw as competition. We were not about that girl power. Spice Girls were broken up. We didn't have, we didn't have people yelling girl power at us anymore. But the other Lauren comes in, and that's Lauren Howell, who also works at Teen Vogue. She's not an intern. She actually works there. And she breaks down everything. In in the middle, she just looks at Lauren Elsie, and she goes, are you paying attention? And Elsie's like, yeah, yeah, I am. But it was just a quick huddle being like, we need to make sure that everything goes smoothly. We need to make it as quick as possible. And Emily and Whitney are checking out the iconic dresses. Whitney says, I just want to wear all this stuff. And get ready, Whitney. You're going to wish that you didn't make that wish. But Queen Lisa shows up with Andre, the editor from Vogue, and he's one step under Anna Wintour. 
But Emily, Lauren, and Whitney work hard on making this go perfectly. Like, it's actually really cool to watch them all working together and not just shitting on Emily for being good at her job. And then a very, very big moment happens. Get ready. I'm going to play an audio clip. Are you a model? No, lady, you're the top. No, she's just Whitney, another intern. I'm an intern. I'm an intern. She has, she has, she has, you should be a model. She walked in one of the Teen Vogue shows. You're beautiful. You should be a model. Thank you. You never model? I'm going to tell you she's a model. No, never. I mean, people have said it because of my height, but... Can we try dressing over here? Can we try... I'm not trying Faye Dunaway's uh, white dress. No. It's making me sweat. Sophia Loren dress. The Sophia Loren dress. Really? Look how skinny her legs are. <sighs> oh, my goodness. No, you missed your calling. <laughs> she has got, hasn't got a job yet, you know. She's just graduating. You know what she would look good in, isn't it? <laughs> Can you take, go back there and give her the Hillary Swank dress? If you didn't know what this episode was before, after that, you know exactly what episode this is. Just hearing the words Hillary Swank dress, I have anxiety because we all know what happens. So as I said before, it was really cool for girls to hate girls in the early 2000s. I mean, if you think about it, we had the Jennifer Aniston, Angelina Jolie, and I understand they're not girls, women disliking women. Um, we had Lindsay Lohan versus Hillary Duff. Lauren versus Kristen. I'm sure there are plenty more that I can't remember, but women weren't supposed to like each other. And with all the editing, it seems like Emily is hating this. She's like giving dirty looks. She's doing all that. But I I don't know. I think Emily was actually really supportive of the two of them, probably because she's like, wait, this is my real life and you guys are just on it for the show. So I'm not really intimidated by you guys. But Whitney puts on the iconic Hillary Swank dress and it fits like a glove. Andre keeps yelling. He's like, a star is born, a star is born. And I really wish Andre was on the show a lot more because I really love his energy. And then they say that she will, in fact, be on Good Morning America. I'll say it all there. Not no other time. Okay, GMA only other than that time. But Whitney's really excited and Lauren's like, you've been discovered. And Lauren seems genuinely excited for Whitney too. I know they're not close like they used to be, but I do think that during this show, there was a real friendship between the two of them. I could be totally wrong, but I really believe that. So after we find out that Whitney's gonna get her big break, we go over to Brody's condo and I'm pretty sure Spencer lives there. Spencer, um, it says Brody's condo, but Spencer's there and he's on his Mac laptop. And I mean, in 2006, 2007, that probably costs like $2,500. Just throwing out a big number because I feel like that's a lot of money. And I also feel like a lot of people, I don't know, did people have laptops in 2007? I feel like when The Hills was on, I still had dial-up. So I can only imagine how expensive a laptop was. But Heidi's looking for her shoes and Spencer isn't being helpful. He's like, he's like, well, if you lived here, you wouldn't be, I mean, if we lived together, you wouldn't be looking for your shoes. It's very weird. And I am going to play this cringe-worthy conversation. And you know why I don't feel bad for you? Oh, why? Because if we lived together, you wouldn't have that inconvenience of always having to go get that last little thing you forgot at your apartment. It really helps right now. You know what, Heidi? What, Spencer? Go to work and we'll talk with you when you get back. What is that supposed to mean? I'm ready to get serious now. It's like I've been doing the whole, like, single Hollywood thing. It's like, if you don't want to get serious, you just need to tell me that. I'm serious. Does that mean I have to move in with you? Is that the, it's like, that's the next step? That's not fair. It's, it's like, not about the next step. It's doing. about making then this relationship better. So living together is going to no, make it better. Living with Lauren is ruining our relationship. There's a difference between a best friend and a best friend slash roommate. I would rather you live by yourself. Okay, 
so you live with Lauren. Why don't you decide my living arrangements, and you can just tell me later. I've already decided your okay, living arrangements. Okay, great. It's a huge thing. It's not just like, let's move in together, you know? It's like, this is probably the biggest decision I've ever had to make. This is serious, and I, you're the first girl that I've ever wanted to take it to that next level. And I, that's fine. If you want to do that, let me just get out. So yeah, with that, you see how much Spencer continues to fuck with her head and make her feel like shit because she doesn't want to move in with him. And maybe she just wasn't ready at that point. I'm saying this as like, maybe this wasn't completely fake and maybe she genuinely was not ready for it because this is also the episode where he leaves her in the alley, like behind her work, which they both say is very fake, but I don't, I don't believe it. I don't believe them. And we're back at the GMA shoot, and Whitney's getting all glammed up. Lauren's very supportive of her. She's so excited Whitney's going to be able to model. Then it happens. It happens the fall. And that fall is so friggin' sad. And Whitney does not completely fall, right? She just kind of falls, stumbles to the side a little bit, doesn't fall all the way down, and she catches herself. And this is a moment that is not talked about nearly enough in the history of the hills. And like, I remembered the fall, but I guess I didn't remember the aftermath of the fall. And I have to say, everyone is so supportive of Whitney. It's really beautiful to see. Nobody gives her a hard time. No one is like, wow, what the fuck? How come you fell? But it also shows Emily being super supportive. And that's why I don't think during like the scenes earlier in this episode that Emily is really giving Whitney dirty looks. I'm going to say it. I think I think Emily's a girl's girl, and we love that. But I'm going to play the audio clip of Lauren, Whitney, and Emily talking after the fall. Whitney! Like that scene really just breaks my heart for Whitney. And I give them, I give everyone credit because nobody gave her shit. No one made fun of her for falling. I even like that Emily's like, you didn't fall on the ground. You just kind of stumbled to the side to try and make her feel better. Obviously, she's going to feel like shit and embarrassing. That's on live television. Like that would mortify me as well. I think it would mortify any of us. But I think Whitney did such a great job recovering. And then the people around her were so awesome. There's a scene, there's a clip I'm going to play in a little bit, and, like, I got teary-eyed after it. And, you know, poor Whitney in that moment, but it's such an iconic scene, and she was able to bounce back from it. Like, yeah, so go, Whitney. Hell yeah, Whitney. I'm proud of you. So I'm just going to say it's the next morning we're at Teen Vogue, and like I said earlier, there are a lot of audio clips, but I do want to play, like, people being so supportive of Whitney because I don't really remember the aftermath of her fall. I just remember her fall. And I'm going to play her and Lisa Love's conversation when they're meeting about, like, after the um, Good Morning America episode. You did a great job, Whitney. I know it was hard for you, but it was really impressive. I think it was a really endearing moment. Everybody falls. Here's a letter from Amy Astley to you. Oh my gosh. Uh, dear Whitney, even Naomi Campbell has taken a tumble on the runway, so that puts you in great company. That's so sweet. It's really sweet. Yeah. And besides Amy Astley, Anna Winter also called to say that she thought you did a really great job. Wow. <laughs> you just recovered really well and dignified, and oh, you represented you. us really well. So. Okay, good. Yeah, I just didn't want to disappoint you. You didn't. 
I mean, even Naomi Campbell falls, like, that made me want to cry. That's such a nice, I love that they did not make her feel like shit because she fell. Like, people fall all the time. It just, it happens as long as you get back up, right? But then she goes to talk about the position and Whitney is going to New York to interview for the position. And basically, she would be over all the interns. But she seems really excited about it and she's excited to go to New York and she hopes that she gets this opportunity to let herself shine. After the chat with Lisa, we have a quick little lunch moment with Lauren, Audrina, and Whitney. And Whitney says she's still mortified by the GMA fall. Audrina is just like, oh my god. And then she says, you got up and didn't run off crying. Good good job, Audrina. That's a way to be positive and supportive of your friend. And Whitney ends up talking about the job a little bit more, or like what she's going to interview for, and explains that she would be in charge of the interns. And Lauren quickly goes, you didn't tell me that. And then says she would rather work for Whitney than Emily. And if Emily gets hired, she will end up quitting. Sorry, Emily. Lauren runs the show and you are not getting this position. But like I said, it's just a quick little lunch moment. I feel like sometimes they just need to have like a lunch scene with Audrina or Whitney just to remind us like, oh yeah, they're all friends still. Like they're cool. And Spencer and Heidi are like doing their own thing. Speaking of Spencer and Heidi, Heidi is at work and gets a call from Spencer that says, meet me in the alley. And Spencer and Heidi start to fight. This is when he kicks her out of the car. They both say it was a totally fake scene. And Spencer is basically over her sticking up for Lauren. And I'm going to play this audio clip. It's kind of long. It might be a little loud because they're screaming at each other or yelling, raising their voice at each other. So get ready. I'm going to hit play in three, two, have other things going on too. It's like so I know. other things. Just say Lauren. Say Lauren. Okay, you know what? It's so, like no, it's not just Lauren. What else is it then besides Lauren? But why now? Why are you pressuring me so much now? It's like what is this big moment? It's, it's like so come it, on. It is a big moment. Us. I want to move moment. on with but it's my not life. Like move on or it is you know? That. No, it's it not like for that. Me it is that. It is. You can't wait, wait a couple for, months. What do I have to wait well, for? For me to be ready to this, like everybody's pulling at me. For God's sakes, just let me like relax for a minute. I don't know what you want me to do. You do though. Okay, I, you want me to move in, but yeah. like, what about the repercussions for the rest of my life? It's what? Like, where? Oh, for my friends, for friends. Work. It's one person. You keep on trying to pretend. How's it gonna affect your work? How's it? Okay, gonna but why now? Why can't you wait? I don't understand. I've been waiting. We've been talking about this for over a month. Over a month now, we've been going back and forth. Is this like your way out? If you want to be single, you want to run around with all these girls, it's like, just tell me. Heidi. Don't blame it in on like Heidi. a moving thing, yes? If I wanted to go around with all these girls, you think trying to get you to move in is what I'd be doing? Is that, does that sound like it makes sense to you? Yeah. It does. Because it doesn't really make sense to me. No, it doesn't really. All right, well, my answer is no. Sweet. My answer is get out of my car. And what Spencer says happened is basically they filmed that scene three or four times. He went around the block, picked Heidi up, and they went home together. Of course, well, I mean, I just don't trust Spidey. I really think that they just want everyone to think that everything they did was lying when they might not be great people. That's just how I feel. And that is the end of the episode, though. I do think it's a good episode. I guess I forgot how good season two was as well. I know season three is probably probably the best season of all the hills. But this episode was A-plus content. We have a fall on Good Morning America. We have someone leaving someone on the curve. Curb. (laughs) I said curve. We have to flatten the curve, guys. I was just watching like a little presser. That's probably why I said curve. We have Lisa Love being Lisa Love. All right, let's talk about some stuff because a lot has happened in the world of pop culture in these past two weeks as well. We found out that 
Tom Hanks and Rita Wilson have coronavirus. We found out Idris Elba has Idris. We find out Idris Elba has coronavirus. We find out Andy Cohen has coronavirus. We basically find out that all these rich people can get their tests where poor people are not allowed to yet. I will not get political. I promise. I know people are like, oh, don't get political on the podcast. I'm sure you guys know where I stand, but I don't think it's cool how, you know, the whole Utah Jazz team got caught, got tested And at the time, the president was like, we don't have enough tests for the whole country. It's like, then how the fuck did Utah Jazz get all their team tested if we don't have enough? Okay, all right. That's that's what I'm going to say. Let me roll my neck out. Let me chill out a little bit. (laughs) But Miss Kristen Cavallari, she loves a controversial post. And she has been on an island. I don't know where. Or I'm guessing it's an island. It could just be a beach somewhere. But her, Justin Anderson, Scoot. Um, Jay and her three kids have been on this island. They've been social distancing, quarantining, whatever you want to call it. And she ended up taking a photo on the beach where she has like a little sandy butt saying um, social distancing. Now, I don't really see a big issue with this photo. But when I saw this photo, I was like, why, Kristen? Why do you post things like this? I understand you get a lot of traction. I understand you get a lot of engagement. But stop posting these things that can be taken as controversial. Not all publicity is good publicity, girl. But a lot of people were commenting being like, it must be nice I lost my job because of this, whereas you're on a private beach. And yeah, I feel like a lot of celebrities like that, I don't know if you guys saw it, they did this like sing-along to the song Imagine by John Lennon, and it's like Gal Gadot, it's someone from Hamilton, Sarah Silverman's in it. Zoe Kravitz is in it there's a few there's a bunch of celebrities in it I can't really remember all of them but they're all singing on different pitches they're it's very bizarre and watching rich people sing Imagine by John Lennon does not make me feel any better I just think coronavirus has gone insane on social media I know I've made a lot of memes about it but I think it's scary because it is disrupting our life and we don't know for how long it's really that simple. But anyway, back to Kristen. Kristen loves her little controversial posts. I mean, the 9-11 post was a lot. And I know that she said her social media person did it. Now, I don't know if she has like a new social media person, but she should fire that person too if that's what she's going with. Justin Anderson has been kind of angry on his story about it. I really like Justin. I think he was a great addition to Very Cavallari. I just wish him and Scoot were on a better reality TV show than Very Cavallari. But he's basically been like, you know, all these people want to tell me how to live my life, whereas I am social distancing. It's only been, you know, Kristen and I and, I mean, like, Scoot, Kristen, Jay, the kids, all that. Like, there's not a bunch of people wherever they're at. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like you should, I don't know. It's tough because you want to post about your life, but then there are certain things you're doing where you're kind of like, like the other weekend, I, when I was back home before, like, it really blew up. Um, I was out to dinner on a Friday night with with a bunch of my friends and it was a pretty crowded restaurant. And I was kind of like, you know, I'm really glad I didn't put that in my story because I would have probably gotten a little ripped apart because I was supposed to be practicing social distancing and I wasn't. Now I am, I promise. Now I am practicing social distancing, which is really fucking hard for me because I'm a social person and I like to go out and I like to go to bars and I like to go out to eat with friends, but I need to find new things to do, <laughs> which which is something I've talked about before with um, hobbies and all that. So the season finale of Very Cavallari, I don't remember a thing about it. Oh, oh, Justin and Scoot got engaged, which I think we already knew because I saw him wearing the ring in that 
video that was posted at them at the movie theater. I posted that in my story. So I think we've been new, as the, as the kids say, we been new that they were engaged. But it's just such a boring show. I, I, think, I think if it gets picked up for season four, they're going to show the kids. So I've noticed on Kristen's story, she's been showing her kids a little bit more. And the other day she had like, I don't know which one of her son's full profiles was on it. And I'm like, wow, she basically just showed her kids on her story. Like I've never seen her do that. And I do think that the proposal between Justin and Scoot was the best part of the whole season. It was very real, raw, and I hope that they stay together for a very long time. I would watch a reality show with just the two of them. And as I've said before, I really love how supportive Jay is of Justin and Scoot because I feel like there's still that, you know, fragile masculinity, toxic masculinity, whatever you want to call it, where, you know, some bros don't think like being friends with gay people is cool. I don't I don't know if it's as heavy as it used to be, but I even know some guys now it's like, as long as he doesn't try and like sleep with me, I, I guess I like him. It's like, do you want to sleep with every girl you see? Like, don't flatter yourself, bruh. But I did think it was a sweet little moment between Justin and Scoot. But I honestly could not tell you what happened on the season finale other than that engagement. I'm trying to think. I guess Kristen opened her Chicago store. Brittany feels like she's being like pushed out of Uncommon James or something. And yeah, that's about it. I, it wouldn't surprise me if by next season Brittany's no longer on the show and no longer working for Uncommon James. I know that's a very scary thing to say. I hope she keeps her job, but I don't know. I just, I have a feeling Kristen's going to be kicking her out soon. She's been around for far too long. She has too many Instagram followers. She's got to go. So during this quarantine, Amanda Bynes said she's pregnant um, and then immediately deleted the ultrasound photo. So don't know if that's true. There has been no update on that. I'm very worried about Amanda Bynes. And I really, really, really hope that she can just and just stay out of the public eye. It seems like every few years something kind of happens with her. I don't know what's going on. I don't think any of us really know what's going on. But hopefully that, but hopefully she can get the help she needs. And I also kind of hope that that was just like a post and that she's not pregnant because I don't know, that really scares me. So every once in a while, a celebrity couple happens that I really have no idea about, but I'm very happy about. And right now, that couple is Hannah Brown and Tyler Cameron. Now, I've said it three million times, but I don't watch The Bachelor or Bachelorette. But for some reason, I'm really rooting for these two. And Tyler seems very thirsty, in my opinion. But he's also very sexual. And Hannah seems nice. I know next to nothing about her. But they had a little one-night stand after the end of her season on Bachelorette. Then Tyler went on to date Gigi Hadid and one of Kendall Jenner's best friends. Don't know which one, but I read some headlines and yeah, that's who he was dating. But it looks like Hannah and Tyler are getting back together. He lives in Florida. He's from there. Maybe he doesn't live there. And she's been spotted hanging out there. Now, when I type this, these notes up, this was before all the TikToks of the two of them came out. So, so I was still kind of speculating about it, but it looks like they are together or they're both just very thirsty and want attention. Either way, I'm very here for it. I think they'd make a very cute couple. And I'm going to say it. I stand them. I stand this couple. It's funny. This is from a couple weeks ago. I asked people, you know, what they wanted me to talk about. And someone just said Halsey. Someone goes, quote, talk about Halsey. I love that bish. So I'm going to talk about Halsey. I've been a Halsey fan for a long time. I saw her back during her Badlands tour at the Aganis Arena in Boston. It was a pretty small venue compared to what she performs at now. 
I, I mean, I don't dislike Halsey at all. I just feel like sometimes she tries to make things, like, bigger than they actually are. Like, sometimes she'll flip out on Twitter, and I'm kind of like, what what's happening? Like, is... I don't know what you're talking about. Are you okay? But this this is like just a just an example. She said something about how when her and G Easy broke up, everyone said she was a slut. And maybe they did because I vaguely remember some like machine gun Kelly interference, but I feel like we all knew that G Easy cheated on her before her SNL performance. And then of course after her SNL appearance, she dragged him to filth as he deserves because he cheated on her and that's no good for nobody. But I like her music. Her as a person seems fine. And some, but sometimes I'm like, Halsey, we get it. Life isn't fair for you. We get it. You shaved your head and nobody treated you the same. Like sometimes I just feel like she makes too big of an issue of different things. And I feel like she'd be very tiring to have as a friend, but she'd also be a friend you want to have because she will like kick someone's ass for you. My girl Kelsey Ballerini came out with a new album, so let's listen to it. I really liked it. There was one song I didn't like called Bragger, but other than that, the album's pretty good. Someone said that they didn't like how much she talked about her alcohol. I get it. I could see that. It's a little repetitive, but I thought it was a really good album. Um, You know I call her my girl because she's a low-key biatch. Um, She's taken some pictures in the Dunzo sweatshirt I sent her, and when she recognized me as Laguna Biatch, we love that. We love that for me. We love that for her. We love that for all of us. She knows about Laguna Biatch, low-key Biatch, and if you like country music, I suggest um, listening to her new album. I Like I said, the song Bragger is not very good in my opinion, but other than that, really good album. Somebody asked about the non-reality TV shows that I watch, and I feel like right now I mostly watch reality TV, but I also don't watch a ton of TV. Like, I'll put random things on, but I don't really sit here and watch it. It's more background noise. But the ones that I currently watch that aren't reality, I would say The Bold Type and Superstore. But, I mean, some of my all-time favorite shows are not reality shows. Like, Lagoon in the Hills, Real World, The Challenge. I'd say those are my top four reality shows. But some of my all-time favorite shows, I've probably said this a million times, but I'll list them out again. One Tree Hill, The Office, Broad City... Mindy Project, Gossip Girl, The O.C., Friday Night Lights, Vamp- I really loved Vampire Diaries. I kind of had to stop myself just to be like, listen, guys, I understand Vampire Diaries may not be cool to you. Really great show, and I think Caroline Forbes should be treated the way we treat Brooke Davis, okay? I really loved Orange is the New Black, Handmaid's Tale, Grey's Anatomy. I haven't watched Grey's Anatomy in a long time. I did watch the most recent episode And spoiler alert, it was Krev's last episode and he ends up going back to Izzy, which I really loved. I was actually really happy with that and a lot of people were upset, but I always felt like Joe was just kind of like a placeholder for him until Izzy came back. I'm kind of curious how Katherine Heigl felt about that because obviously her and Shonda Rhimes had a lot of issues. But I'm kind of curious if she was like, oh, I'm glad that happened. Or if she's like, what the fuck? Stop bringing me up. (laughs) But I would suggest watching any of those shows if you're locked down in quarantine any of those shows, they'll get you through it. We got we got two weeks of this, guys. And somebody asked me like a really interesting question. Why so many podcasts? Why does everyone feel the need to have a podcast? Well, therapy is really expensive and podcasts are cheap. But um, I think it is a really good question. And I honestly have no idea. I started my podcast because I knew that lives were slowly becoming a thing of the past. And I didn't want to get into trouble for live streaming episodes anymore. So the podcast world can definitely be overwhelming. I mean, I used to always crack the top 200 of the U.S. charts, but now I'm lucky if I do because it is such a saturated space. 
So, I mean, if you haven't subscribed, please do that. It helps. But I think it's a nice outlet for people to use, and it's just different. In two years, maybe podcasts will become a thing of the past, and we'll be onto something new. But for now, podcasts are just what everyone's doing. And personally, I never wanted a YouTube channel because, as I've said, I'm not like, super comfortable about my looks or anything like that. And that's why I went through the podcast. I mean, sometimes I get stressed because my show isn't one of the top rated ones, but I'm having fun and I hope you guys are too. And that's really what matters most to me. I mean, the podcast is still growing and, you know, 50 episodes in, 50 something episodes in, hopefully we continue to grow. And as I said before, unfortunately, the live podcast did get canceled. My heart's really broken about it. I'm pretty upset about it, but I understand people's health and safety is more important. A few people asked if I was rescheduling and I unfortunately don't think that's going to happen at this specific location. But I really do want to do a couple live shows. And I mean, if I went into Boston or something, my whole family would go. So I'm going to try like an East Coast one, a West Coast one, and then maybe Chicago. But it is such a saturated space. And having a like live podcast now is just, it's it's really tough. And if people aren't familiar with your show, they're not going to buy tickets until last minute. So that affects your ticket sales, which makes the venue mad. But we're going to we're gonna keep going and see, see where this takes us. A few things that I have watched during my little quarantine, because I guess I stopped going to work Thursday. Well, I've been working from home since Thursday. And I started watching Little Fires Everywhere on Hulu with Reese Witherspoon and Carrie Washington. And I think, what did I call it? I called it A Million Little Fires. Because whenever there's a, the word little in any title of anything, I'm always like, oh, it's a million, right? Like, you have to say a million before you say little. But it's little fires everywhere. I also bought the movie Bombshell, which was really, really good. The acting in it's incredible. And it's really sick what, like, a lot of women have to go through in the workplace. As I've been recording this podcast, I just found out... Um, Harvey Weinstein got coronavirus in jail, so that's one positive of the coronavirus, and I will not apologize for saying that. I don't know, I'm trying to think of, like, other things I've been watching, but I've kind of just, like, had the TV on for background noise, just because I am, like, all alone here, so it does get a little lonely. All right, so you guys know that I have to talk about the Kim Taylor Kanye West drama that has never stopped since however long 2016, was it? But basically, the whole recording got exposed on Twitter, And it's like a 30 minute long conversation and Kanye never asks Taylor if it's okay for him to say the specific lyrics that upset her. Now, if you remember, Kim posted a video being like, she's a snake, like, look at whatever happened, blah, blah, blah. And um, that's when Taylor Swift went into hiding, basically, and was called a snake and was canceled. Now, I'm not going to say let's cancel Kanye. I'm not a fan of cancel culture unless they do something really bad. I'm I'm not, I like Kanye's music, but as a human, I've never really cared for Kanye. But I do think Kris Jenner was sick of everybody talking about the coronavirus and was like, guess what? We have a new season coming up. We need something. Let's release the whole thing. So I do think that was a Kardashian move. And yeah, this is something we're never going to stop talking about. It's always going to be Kanye versus Taylor versus Kim now. And unfortunately, that's just the way it is. I'm really tired of it. I'm really sick of it. I wish that they'd all just shut the fuck up about each other. And Kanye, I don't like him. Taylor, I love. Kim, I don't like. But I really thought that Kanye should have been, quote unquote, canceled after his famous music video, like making wax figures of other people just naked next to one another. I thought that, I don't know why people are like, forget about that. But I am not gonna, I don't know. I'm so tired of that, like, Bone call. I'm so tired of it. 
I'm glad the truth came out, but it still doesn't matter because people still love Kanye and Kim. People still hate Taylor Swift. People still love Taylor Swift. People still hate Kim and Kanye. Like, it just, it's never going to really change. And unfortunately, I don't think that changed the mind of many people. Maybe it did. I don't know. I've always been a Taylor fan, so I always kind of, but I remember a few episodes ago, I was kind of like, you know, that phone call, let's not really talk about that phone call, and that's kind of still how I feel about it, because I'm so fucking sick of, like, Taylor Swift versus Kanye West. Like, why can't they just go on without talking about one another? But like I said, I do think Kris Jenner, like, released that shit, because they're talking about coronavirus, and nobody wants to talk about the Kardashians, because the day before that was released, she, there was, like, this thing about how, like, Tristan and Chloe are gonna be quarantined together, and nobody gave a fuck, so what does she do? She releases the whole tape of Kim, I mean, of Kanye West and Taylor Swift speaking, that kind of puts Kanye in a bad light, but she's also aware a lot of people dislike Taylor Swift, so it doesn't matter, but we talked about them, we brought up the Kardashians, So that's really all she cares about. We all know that. All right, the final thing I'm going to be talking about is the Duggars. Somebody asked me to talk about the Duggars, and it's it's not a deep dive like I wanted to do, but I have some thoughts about the Duggars because I used to love that show. Not love it. I used to watch it because I thought it was very bizarre and uncomfortable. Like I said, I did enjoy the show. I'm just so insanely fascinated with them and their freak show of a family. After everything with Josh came, though, I I couldn't really support them. I did watch, um, was it Jill and Jess's show or um, Ginger? I don't know. I forget what it's called. But Jess is on it. Jill was on it. And Jess, and Ginger was on it. A lot of J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J-J unit. I guess it would be J unit, right? Because they're all with J's. But I really think they're like a weird cult-like family, which I think a lot of people will agree with. Jill and Derek now, they're like estranged from them. And Jill wrote some weird blog about pleasing your husband. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I suggest you Google Jill Duggar sex blog. Just read it. (laughs) It's very, very bizarre. But she basically says you always need to look good for your husband and always be ready to please them. And I think that's all I need to say. And I do believe that Jana is being held captive, allegedly, (laughs) because she is there to raise the younger children. So, like, her mom doesn't really have to. Do I have any proof of this? No. Um, I always think that Ginger hated her family, which is why she's now wearing pants and married to like a super hot guy named Jeremy. I think Joy, her, is her name Joy Anna? She's married to a guy named Austin, and I think she was pregnant for the wedding, allegedly. <laughs> Maybe not like super pregnant, but definitely pregnant because she had that baby like exactly nine months after her wedding. So it's kind of like, listen, Joy, we know what you were doing. And Jess is beautiful, but I feel like she's a stone-cold bitch. I really don't know much about the boys. I feel like they all kind of look the same. And I've always been more interested in the girls for some reason. The boys are just bland. So my friend Callie, who I've spoken about a lot, um, she actually met them once because she had a family friend who was friends with Jim Bob. And they asked her about her parents, and she said that they were divorced. And at the time, they did not know what divorce meant. And Callie was like 12, so there was probably, I don't know, 10 of them at that point. And I don't know. I just think that's so crazy. They didn't even know what divorce was. And I just find them weird. And after everything with Josh came out, it just made me wonder what other kind of deep, dark secrets they're hiding. Not a great thing to wonder. Not in, no, ugh, like just, ugh. I'm going to recommend some shows for you to watch. And I'm, I've probably recommended these ones before. But obviously I made the list, I said like the list of my favorite shows that I've watched. But a lot of people have not seen this one, Looking for Alaska on Hulu. It's based on a book. Never read the book. I remember it being really big on Tumblr, 
but my friend Megan has read the book and said it was like a really good recreation of the book. (laughs) Say book one more time. But that's on Hulu, Looking for Alaska. It's based in 2005. It gives me very One Tree Hill vibes. And even like the main character in it reminds me of a young Chad Michael Murray. It's a really, really good show. Sink your teeth into that one. Little Fires Everywhere. There's only three episodes out. That's also on Hulu. It's really good. Handmaid's Tale. It's one of my favorite shows. Very hard to watch, though. It's very dark. (laughs) So if you need to like break it up, watch some Broad City. And then there is a movie on Netflix called The Meyerowitz Stories, and it has Adam Sandler, Ben Stiller, I believe Dustin Hoffman's in it. It's a really good movie. Trying to think like what else. If you want to cry really hard, watch Beautiful Boy. One show I actually really, really loved is QB1 on Netflix. If you like sports movies, sports shows, I mean. QB1's really good. And then, of course, just re-binge my podcast if you need something to do. But obviously, we live in some weird times right now. A lot of weird stuff's happening. And just try your best to be positive. I know that's lame. But obviously, we live in a really weird time right now. Um, March has been a real shit show for a lot of people. And sometimes, you just need to let everything cave in before you can rebuild. And that's what I'm kind of going on with my life. I'm like, I just need to do every like I just need to quit my job. I need to get fired from my job, whatever. Just everything needs to be redone. But I really hope you all stay safe, healthy. I hope your family's healthy. Do your best to social distance yourself. It's really hard because I if you're a social person, it's really hard. I'm having a really hard time doing it. But I understand it's for the greater good of humanity. So I have to continue to do it. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for letting me be myself. And I hope you have an awesome week. Make sure I might have another episode. No promises. Might have another episode. Make sure to like, rate, um, uh, subscribe, leave a comment, do whatever. Tell some friends to listen to the podcast. As I said before, unfortunately, live podcast is canceled because coronavirus. But I'm hoping to get Jemmy on the podcast so we can do a little something for you guys. Um, Kendra Mayo also wants to come on the podcast. Unfortunately, she's uncomfortable doing a live because she does not want to be asked about Tyler. And that's one thing. So I did the live with Cami on Friday. Was it Friday or Saturday? Friday, I think. And a lot of people were asking like the same question over and over and over again. I promise you I see it. It's just I don't ask certain questions because I know they're uncomfortable with it. So I feel like that's why a lot of people actually stop doing lives because of that. And that's nobody's fault. Like, I get it. You have questions. You're not sure if I see them. I'm not upset about it. But I think the podcast will be a, is going to be, like, the the go-to. Like, the live with Cammy was great. She said not a lot of people did coke at Laguna High, which I was surprised about. And then I FaceTimed with someone who went to Laguna High and was like, that's a bold-faced lie. Cammy didn't do coke, but there was a lot of coke. And Cammy also said that production kind of manipulated them to say certain things, which I thought was good. Um, my girl who runs, her name's Chelsea. She runs the account Cabs Are Here. If you don't follow them, please, or follow her, please do. She does so much behind the scenes for um, for my page. She recorded the live. We're just kind of waiting to see how we can upload it to YouTube because Google is being a little difficult. And yeah, make sure to leave a comment, rate, subscribe, tell your friends, stay safe, wash your hands. Don't hoard toilet paper. Let people buy chicken. And I hope you have an awesome week. Maybe another surprise podcast this week. I don't know. Real quick, I just finished editing this podcast. I know it's Harvey Weinstein, not Weinstein. That was my mistake. And I was like, I have to correct myself because I pronounce everyone's words wrong or everyone's names wrong. 
so I know the correct way to say it. And another show I forgot to tell you to watch is The Society. It's like Gossip Girl meets Lord of the Flies. So that's on Netflix. Definitely watch that. And I hope you guys have an awesome week. And I will talk to you maybe again this week. Maybe not. Who knows what's going to happen. All right. Bye.